Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the, the Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. Talk about this, focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, this is going to be a good episode. Because we're so sorry. Loopy. I'm hiccuping. All right. Uh, so it's still the new year. Yes. It's January. And we are changed forever. Yeah. Modified from our original forms into something grander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet everyone out there, I bet you guys are still really pumped about your New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm broken. I don't know. Okay. This new me, I can't control her. All right. Um, continue. I bet all our ghouls out there are still really pumped about their New Year's resolutions. I know I am. Yeah. So we're going to still talk about that kind of stuff. It's never going away. We talk about it forever. So instead of that, like, new year, new me. Yeah. Drop it off in two weeks thing. Mm -hmm. We're going the whole month. So. Yeah. So all month we're talking new year, new me. So last month we were talking about monstrous women Mm -hmm. and how they became monstrous for the better or for the powered. It's not always the better in the sense of, like, if you're eating things that are not supposed to be in. Like people. But better in the sense of, like, self-power and preservation and, you know, respect. Yeah. Well, this episode, we're going to be talking about the transformation of your body through surgery, sometimes not always for the better, like we were saying. Yeah. Um, We're talking about body modification. Mm Mm-hmm. So I want to be clear that we ghouls understand that sometimes how we look on the outside does not properly represent who we are inside. Yes. Uh, so if you use surgery such as body modification to reflect your true self, we're all for it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think freedom to make your body whatever you want is your right as a human. Yeah. Um, I would say, however, uh, as long as you're not uh endangering yourself or others Mm -hmm. and also do it for yourself yeah not for someone else this is your temple yeah as they said in the documentary watched safe sane and consensual yep yeah as you should approach most things in life exactly if not Uh, all of them yeah i'm sure all of them all of the things go in safe sane and consensual yeah definitely if you're going to alter your body in some dramatic way um being very deliberate and and thinking about it for a while Mm-hmm. And being very sure that that's what you want and that it reflects who you are on the inside, not who you think the outside world wants you to look. Yeah, it's just honestly just doing it for a reason that isn't something that's going to drastically change as you go about life. I mean, they say you got a tattoo, you know, that's permanent, right? It's like, yeah, that was kind of the point. It's um, but you want to make sure that like you do it because of yourself and because of a reason that means something to you or like. Even if it's not something like I know all my tattoos are based on like people I've lost and that's a way to preserve them forever that you're doing it. That doesn't have to have a great, big, great, big, meaningful thing happening. But if it means something to you in its own way, it's like you owning your body or you doing it for you. Yeah. And with tattoos, you know, at least there's laser surgery. So if you do have regrets later usually can be okay and sometimes surgeries can be fixed but a lot of the times they're not and you have to live yeah. with those um we ghouls have minor modifications so mm-hmm. like Kat said we have tattoos and i have piercings um but there are more extreme versions uh where people like split their tongues or get boob implants or bigger asses which is totally fine 
<laughs> but yeah. uh, like I was watching um, Botched yeah. when I was home. So my mom has uh, cable so mm-hmm, I can watch mm-hmm. that stuff. And I was watching Botched, which is a show um, and discovered. <laughs> yeah, I discovered that the most popular surgery right now is getting butt implants. Which does not shock me at all. Yeah. I mean, considering like what is considered beautiful today. Yeah. Like Kim K or Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So curves. Exactly. It's nice. It's a nice change. Yeah. However, with butt implants, what I found was there's this other part of that where they're very dangerous because it uses fat and they use the fat that they use can get caught in your veins to your lungs and ultimately kill you. Not just like, oh, I can't breathe. It's like, you know, you're just dead because there's a foreign object in here that shouldn't be here because they took fat from your tummy and put it in your ass. <laughs> yes. I do that every day by just eating lots of food. Yeah. And I feel like there's probably like, just because I guess we'll get into later the whole body dysmorphia thing. And that's not saying that everyone who gets that done is that's the why they do it. Mm-hmm. But there's an obsessive element sometimes when you have like this, like fixated view of what a certain area of you is supposed to look like. And, um, <laughs> basically it can get dangerous when you dive into the obsessive end where yeah. you're not making decisions that will keep you safe as a person that could put your life in serious jeopardy or harm and are based on like what society wants of you instead of what you want for yourself. Yeah. You definitely want to weigh the dangers. Um, be sure it's something that you really want and then also make sure that you are doing it properly. Like you're yeah. not going to some I think that's back the biggest alley thing. place or. Yeah. That you don't go in to like one of those really shady. He puts cement in your butt thing. Cause that's like, I think I remember hearing some awful story about a woman who like got like not college or like not silicone or something put in her. That was like, it was just like chemicals or like foreign stuff. And like, she's literally almost died. I don't think she did die, but like it like severely messed up her body and her like life. Yeah. In that, like, she did not go about it the correct way. I went to, like, a shady back end out of a van or alley or something, you know. Yeah. Surgeon. Well, I think if, you know, several surgeons have told you this is impossible or very dangerous, don't just keep going until you find one that's like, all right, I'll do it on the cheap. Just let me record it for my Instagram. Like, no. Um, Well, that is kind of the entire preface of the movie that we watched, though, which was a fantastic movie, despite the fact that, like, wow, it was a time. Yeah. Very interesting and stressful. Yeah. And so we watched American Mary. So we're going to be talking about that in our film section. Mm -hmm. Um, But stay tuned for some information about this stuff. Yes. Talking about those facts. Time to teach you something. Time to learn you real good. So listen up. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all. So uh, body modification. That's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. That's what we're doing. Sure is. Because I'm sure you guys are modding your bodies Mm -hmm. for the new year. You're going to be a new you. Maybe not as extreme as some of the people that we'll talk about. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, I guess it's just important understanding that body modifications can range 
there's a very large version of the range. Yeah. There's the small version, which is piercings and like tattoos, which is what we have. And then there's the intense extreme versions that are like chopping off part of you, which <laughs> is very different. So I'm sure many people will probably be getting like New Year tattoos or like New Year piercings. I know the septum piercings like really popular ear ones. Septum's this? Yeah. Cool. Nice. I know what stuff is. Yeah. I'm so, cool. So um, body modification is when you change your outer appearance to reflect what you feel like inside, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's when you're going through surgery to change and it's not always drastic surgery like Kat was saying there are several different kinds of body modification ranging from more harmless things like piercings um although i'd say genital piercings aren't exactly harmless but piercings like i have like on my nose are mm-hmm. harmless and took several dorsal piercings barely any <laughs> barely any seconds at all and everyone always asks me if it hurt and let me tell you something it didn't at all like really yeah like at all interesting didn't even notice um yeah but uh there's more extreme things like implanting or branding uh and it's interesting that the surgeons involved are given the name cutters in the community Hmm. which is used in american mary yeah yeah that's definitely yeah so let's start um with something simple so piercings i'm sure that you ghoul scouts are aware of the history of piercings or are at least aware that they have existed in many cultures across many years for many a generation. They're just piercings. Like a lot of people have them and you probably have them yourself. Probably got your ears pierced or. Yeah. I think it's like usually a coming of age thing. Mm -hmm. Men and women alike or, you know, whatever that you can get piercings when you're like, you're a teenager and that like, that's a thing people do. Yeah. Just getting your ears pierced, your nose pierced, tongue, belly button, lip, what have you. Fun fact, I'm not against piercings. I have none. Yeah. Because my body hates me. And I've had like severe allergic reactions to like earrings. Yeah. Or like any kind of piercing or like metals and jewelry in general. So yeah, I can't do any of that stuff because my body's trash. Yeah. (laughs) So I understand why other people want it because like I used to very much be like, that looks so cool. I want to do that. And then I got my ears pierced and I was like, nope, infected. I'm like, cool. All right. Well, yeah, I'm normal then. (laughs) Well, yeah. So I have I have piercings, Um, my ears, but they're generally closed because I don't wear earrings. I, Mm -hmm. I just need things to stay on. Or I'll lose them and I'll forget. So, uh, but I bet you guys didn't know that nostril piercings have been documented in the Middle East as far back as 4,000 years. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. Let her know. And piercings are even mentioned in the Bible. Who knew? I got um, most of, uh, pretty much all this information from Lightspeed Magazine. Just so everyone knows that. I'll have some fun commentary once we hit tattoos as well. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, yeah, piercings are mentioned even in the Bible. I will say probably not genital piercings, though. Yeah. No King Albert or Prince Albert or whatever it's called. Hmm. We watched a documentary and they showed all the surgeries and my stomach still hurts. Yeah. And they showed the penis piercings. And let me just put a nice little question out there to the ghoul community and just ask like why like if you have it if you have a genital piercing if you have your labia pierced or your whatever or your nipples even like why don't you just 
uh, write us the ghouls next door at gmail.com and please explain because I just want to know like what are the like the benefits yeah the benefits and also like how does it work does it like hurt does it all the snag time on things? I feel like it would get infected yeah where do, or does it's it like in that movie pee on there the movie the movie with uh Cameron Diaz I think and the, the yeah. girl gets her and she has stuff. to sing to her because she yeah. gets her t- her uh the piercing gets stuck. gets stuck in her throat. Yeah. And I have to sing to her. That so it goes down. Oh my God. I forget what it's called, but I, sweet, some, some sweet, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. So the if you, thing. yeah. So if yeah. you are that person, if you have one of those, mm-hmm. um, no shame. We just really want to know, like, cause it's just perplexing. Yeah. It's honestly just like, what, how does it work? What's going on? How is it good? Like, and for, like how does it not get stuff? infected? Yeah. It's just like my, that's weird that that's like my only real question outside of does it hurt is how does it not get infected? Yeah. Because my skin just gets infected from existence. So yeah. like I don't understand how you could be putting it and stuff and it doesn't get infected. Yeah. I guess like you clean it, but like sometimes you have sensitive skin. I just don't get it. Well, I guess if those you people did, can't you do that. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't All do right, it. Well, so interesting. moving on to another kind of <laughs> less ex- extreme would be tattooing. So we discussed mm-hmm. tattooing in our episode with our guest Dom. Uh, so if you want to get some really in-depth knowledge about tattooing, we have a really great episode about it. Yeah. And we also explore Friday the 13th because mm-hmm. on Friday the 13th, that's when tattoo parlors tend to have like deals and stuff like flash tattoos so you can get some cool stuff but in that episode we discovered that uh Otzi the Iceman was from 3300 BC and he's covered in tattoos yeah yeah so I mean this is a more socially acceptable mod uh these days and more and more people have this however there are extreme cases like the lizard man or Mm -hmm. the one guy who like tattooed his eyeballs black yeah, I think face tattoos in general are like still in the realm of like, I guess not mainstream accepted. No, they're as much. getting there. They're getting there. Post yeah. Malone. Oh, I know. I'm not saying like they that aren't at all, weird but comparatively, kid. like to like arm and leg and everything tattoos, it's like I think there's still a stigma against face tattoos. Oh yeah, that exists. We're, Unless you're white. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like arm tattoos and stuff like that. Like I as a educator rarely get any i don't have a lot but like yeah. i've seen educators who are like sleeves and everything and there's rarely any comments against it yeah it's definitely more normalized even like um you know i've seen people who are like oh my god what about your wedding day and stuff but i've seen some really beautiful pictures just on pinterest of like women with tattoos and sleeves and like beautiful dresses and it looks awesome so yeah. i think it's it's definitely getting more normalized and yeah i mean if it's what you feel your body is a canvas too. Why not use it? And it stays with you forever. People forget that we know that when we get tattoos. We're not like, oh, this is still here. It's years later. That's the purpose. Like, I know the reason I get tattoos specifically like around people who like I've lost is because like, I don't know what the afterlife is. And it means something to me that I have that on me forever. Like that's part of the motivations. Like, I just think it's so funny when people are like, did you know? It's like, yeah, no, that's the point. Yeah, same skis. My tattoos also have significant meanings to me and represent people I care about. And you can learn all about that in our episode. So mm-hmm. definitely tune in if that's interesting to you. We're going to move on to something a little more uh, unusual. Let's call it fun. A little more fun. A little more out of the realm of the usual. Yeah. 
So we're going to talk about scarification and branding. So scarification is seen usually amongst dark skinned people who find tattoos to be kind of pointless due to how much melanin they have in their skin. Mm. So they don't show up as much. Um, When I was reading this, it made me think of Fayero in Wicked, the book version, because the play version, the musical version has a white guy. And it's incorrect because Fayero was beautiful and he had these awesome, beautiful blue tattoos and he had scarring and he was a dark skinned, beautiful man who fell in love with our green goddess, Alphaba. And how dare you, Wicked musical. Anyway, so rant over there. But uh, (laughs) with scarification and branding, uh, the kind of fear of that is just that it could get really damaged mm. and it's really kind of like just rolling the, the die on if your skin is going to be able to handle it and if it's going to heal proper. So like it's not a, a usual practice these days. You usually just get tattoos. Um, the, uh, the most recent form of branding I heard was from a CBC podcast talking about Nexum, uh, which is like this, cult oh. <laughs> uh, where they branded the women right next oh. to like their genitals yeah i remember you telling me about this yeah so they like branded right next to their genitals and it was like essentially branding them as like the sex slaves for the guy who was running it um yeah so don't do that but like other brandon sure i guess if that's like what you're but that's like it's hard because it gets real rough and if mm-hmm. it bubbles like you lose the imagery like if it gets infected or anything, like as opposed to like a tattoo, which is a little more easy to um, care for. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about was implanting. So this could be like getting breasts or yeah. your booty implanted, but also something like horns in your head. Or what I learned today was a thing called purling, uh, which Tell is in your it. genitals. Oh. Put like beads in your genitals. So they're like bumpy. Permanently? Yeah, like your penis is bumpy. Interesting. I don't know. It was on the internet. So I don't know what it's about. So if, you, again, ghouls, if you are a person who's pearled or know someone who's pearled, like hit me up. Tell me what's up. What's going on with it? What's the deal? I just yeah. want to understand. Um, I but, just, I, yeah, I guess the genital end doing things there that just stresses me out mm-hmm. i mean to each their own i am a full firm believer in like freedom over your own body and mm-hmm. like do what you need to do to make you feel good and happy about yourself <laughs> but like yeah i just that sounds so stressful to me i i want to understand yeah so I, what i discovered yeah. about myself was that there's one type of body modification that is just not cool with me and myself and could never happen is just nipples. Yeah. Just leave nipples alone. It freaks me out. Like, no, I mean, like, you fine. Leave my nipples alone and don't show it to me. Is I don't want to see. for your nipples? Game? I, don't I don't know. Don't just don't. If you were thinking about it, don't. For, like, five seconds, think about it. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would mm-hmm. be the difference between modification and mutilation. If someone touched my nipples wrong, you, that's mutilated. Uh, I think the difference is really um, consent. Oh, yeah. Mutilation is if, like, you weren't intending for that and it was done upon you and you were not requesting it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say that... Safe, sane, and consensual, as you exactly. said. Exactly. Um, 
yeah, so it's safe to say there are many ways to modify your body. You could also, I don't know, go on a diet and work out as part of your New Year's resolution for sure. But um, maybe you can have more fun. Yeah, you know, um, just altering your appearance, I guess, in general is the biggest goal. So if it's getting hair implants, if it's changing the structure of your face, getting lip fillers, it's dyeing your hair is essentially a body modification. And we both do that. Um, Yeah, just changing how you look in either a drastic or subtle way. Yeah, it's definitely a real thing. So moving on to a different type. So there so body modification is if it's done right. And if you've Mm -hmm. weighed uh, the dangers and made sure that you're doing this properly and it is exactly what you want um, in understanding that there are risks, then it's totally fine. It's within your power and you should, you know, use your temple the way you want to. I think it's totally within your reason. Um, But there are uh, other parts of body modifications or just the perception of your body that could be really damaging. And that's more psychological, mm-hmm. which is uh, body dysmorphia. Yep. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing about body dysmorphia is that in, unlike body modification, or I guess the, you know, how you feel on the inside, putting that out there um, is that your image of yourself is skewed to the point where even if you make changes, you don't see them. Because you cannot ad- like accurately see how you look on the outside because of like anxiety and like, I guess, like external pressures from society and at home, et cetera, that like just make you feel disgusting. So we'll see this a lot in like, I guess, media and television in yeah. like teenage years. Like yeah. you'll see like because usually it's not exclusive to this, but it will transcend into like. Uh, eating disorder or like uh you know drastic changes to your appearance where maybe you're caking on makeup yeah like you're really just trying to alter how you look but then not acknowledging the fact that like you still see yourself as what you thought of before in a negative sense so like no matter how much you try to fix it or heal yourself or like improve your self-image you just still have yeah. This skewed, altered view of yourself, which makes the whole sane, safe and consensual end of body modification that like impossible because you can change it all you want. You still won't mm-hmm. see an accurate portrait of like what you yeah. look like. Um, but yeah, I guess just like in general, I know myself, like I had that experience in elementary and middle school and that like I always thought I was like gigantic yeah. And I was tiny. It makes no sense to me. Now I look at pictures and I was like, why? Why did I think I was so big? Yeah. And it's like, it's not like I didn't eat or anything. I just wore like extremely large clothing because I was like, don't look. Yeah. Don't look at me. And like, yeah. even if I like worked out or like lost weight or like even wore clothes that I guess fit me better. I still, like, saw, I guess, like, the size of, like, a giant sweatshirt, which is what I, like, exclusively wore. I like them in all in different colors. It was cute, kind of. Like, yeah. I had a sweatshirt for every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just weird how it wasn't until I got older where I just, like, started to have more, like, confidence in my, like, mental state, I guess. They're just, like, seeing myself as beautiful, not in a physical sense, but in, like, an emotional and, like how I treat people in the world sense. And then that just like naturally transformed 
how I saw myself physically. It was very weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what the solution is. I think it's just like developing. Well, yeah. If confidence. you have severe body dysmorphia, then it's important that you get help and that mm-hmm. you talk to a therapist and, and work through those issues that are, are probably have a core and something that you need to work through. Like, I mean, I s- struggled with it myself in high school. There's a time when I tried to be like anorexic and I tried to do those things, but it's like, I came from a place where you can't really do that, luckily. Um, But I struggled with that kind of stuff in my self-image. And even still, I have moments where I just don't understand. But I do the same thing where I look back and I'm like, wow, I was really thin. And if anything, I'm I'm kind of disgusted when I look back and I'm like, wow, I was very like kind of sickly and should have like gotten some help. And now like, you know, being more comfortable in my body, you kind of learn to appreciate that. But that's what body dysmorphia is. It's like, no matter what you look like, you're still seeing something else. Yeah. And I guess it's also like the whole eye, beauty is in the eye of the beholder thing. Yeah. So I know like now that I look back, I know exactly kind of why I initially felt the way I did. And it's that everyone else in my family was very skinny. Like my mom is like tall and skinny. My grandpa was tall and skinny and I was the only short and like kind of like thick person Yeah, in my immediate circle and understanding of like what was beautiful. I thought like tall skinny people because like the internet and the media said the same thing and I was like well yeah, I'm not either of those things. I don't understand. So like I think mine definitely stemmed at least from there because I like always felt kind of one like I just like didn't belong in my own family because I didn't look like anybody Yeah, but um like in my own like physical state but then like I guess I really enjoy the whole thickness is celebrated now but I yeah. I also see like the other end of it where it's like now we're basically shaming skinny people yeah where it's like can't we just all just be yeah. guys why but um yeah. I think it was definitely necessary to make that shift because it was a time yeah I think definitely the the loving yourself movement that we live in now we're mm-hmm. very thankful for being in. Um, And I think one of the biggest differences between body modification and body dysmorphia is with body modification, you're really trying to replicate what you're, you are thinking of yourself as being. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you perceive yourself to be different from the way that the world has to see you physically. Um, Mm -hmm. Some that can, sometimes that's just like weird, uh, like mutilate, like (laughs) weird modifications where you have like, horns on your head or mm-hmm. it could be like genital reconstruction surgery yeah. like those things are are how you identify whereas body dysmorphia is seeing the person outside and realizing that it doesn't fit in what you perceive the rest of the world wants to perceive you as yeah it's definitely sense? yeah no it's what the world sees as beautiful instead of what you see as beautiful yeah so like you want to fit a mold where when you're doing mod- body modifications nine times out of 10, like you're doing that to be unique. You're doing that to be be more of an individual to really just like claim who you are and like make a stance on who you are where like the reverse is you're trying to fit what everyone else is and what society wants you to be. And you're just like kicking yourself wondering why you don't look like everyone else. Yeah. When honestly, like I think the modification is just really powerful and I can understand at least on our ends, like why we do it in a minor sense. Yeah. But I, I do kind of get why, like, it's kind of beautiful in that, like, you're really just taking full claim over who you are 
and your body as a whole and not saying you want to be like everyone else. Yeah. And the fact that we have this technology and we have the ability to do it in a safe way. And it's, oh, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what other people think when you're doing it. Um, sometimes yeah, it does get you. out of hand and sometimes mm. it is a mix of body dysmorphia. Because when um, it gets obsessive, yeah, that's like when the you're biggest like, piece. I need this to be... This part of my body yeah. is disgusting unless it's this. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, when it becomes this negative impact on you and when you start putting yourself in danger... Uh, because of that, that's Mm -hmm. when, you know, there should be some red flags and people should be like, Hey, pause for a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you, and again, if you feel like it's a possibility that you're looking in the mirror, no matter what you're doing, you're exercising, you're eating right, you're going on cleanses, you're doing all this stuff and people are remarking that maybe you're losing weight or maybe you're changing very drastically. Yet Mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror, you're not seeing that, that, Definitely go out and seek help. Even if, you know, you're like, maybe I'm fine. Have someone, you know, with more authority be able to tell you if that's the case. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing that stood out to me was the obsessive end of it. Like kind of in line with like any sort of obsessive anxiety based behavior is that like you cannot fixate on anything else. Any good qualities you have don't matter because all you see is the pimple on your face or like, um, the like fat on your thighs or like, you know what I mean? Like you can't focus on anything else and it just becomes an obsessive thing where you can't heal it healthily because you're not approaching it healthily. Is healthily a word? I don't know. It is? (laughs) Cool. All right. There we go. But I noticed that I was looking on the internet. I haven't seen any plastic surgery results of this, but that the new trend within like body modification world, that's like a little interesting slash potentially dangerous in terms of like teenagers and young people um is the snapchat and like instagram filter thing where basically people want to look like their filters all the time they and want then it like faces <laughs> they just want dog <laughs> implants in their face no um but like you know big eyes big yeah. lips uh kind of like cartoony kind of Disney, I guess, yeah. beauty in that like people's faces just don't look like that. People's eyes are regular sizes and generally um, and yeah. you're not going to have gigantic eyes or like, I guess, anime or like Snapchat Level. cute baby face yeah. filters like you're not going to look like that. And then it's just also like the clear skin Mm-hmm. thing where they'll just like try to like change the features on their face but i haven't been able to find any evidence of this yeah. well that's it was a lot just to like say about social media and its impact mm-hmm. even just thinking about like the kylie jenner lip challenge and the girls who were like injuring themselves by doing it yeah to get the big lips but even just thinking about like what you were saying and how you know, it was your surroundings that impacted you with your mom and your grandpa. Like thinking about like even in Asian culture where women are going through dramatic plastic yeah. surgery to look more Western. So to look more like Americans. So, you know, getting these uh, eye surgeries so that they'll mm-hmm. be bigger and that they have like more lids and then like all this like extra kind of parts to them so that they can conform to what they are perceiving as beautiful, which is not them. It's not the people around them, unfortunately. And there are some horror stories in that in itself. Yeah. And I think just like social media in general is like, not to say that we weren't already very about face and surface things, but it's just, if we're saying beauty is in the eye of of the beholder internally and externally, 
Yeah. The way we present ourselves in the world is stressful. Like everyone's always trying to like put this image of themselves out into the world that isn't accurate or like an actual depiction of who they are and like being idolized for such, which I mean, I guess you could say when we were younger, it was magazines yeah, and like AOL articles, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like weird yeah. kid stuff that like, but I feel like it was less prevalent because we didn't have smartphones in our pockets. So I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure today on people to look a certain way or present themselves a certain way in order to fit a cookie cutter ideal of what is beautiful and what is accepted. Not to say that that didn't exist before, but I think it's a little bit more in your face because it's in your pocket and literally everywhere you look and you cannot escape it. It's all the time. Um, then it used to be, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I like body modifications in that way Yeah. because you're pushing away from that. You want to be unique and different and that's cool. Yeah, again, being unique and not conforming. Beauty yeah. is in the eye of the beholder, and you're the beholder if you're looking in a mirror. Yeah. So Think you're beautiful. We think you're beautiful. You are beautiful in every single way. So we watched some stuff. We did. Now let's talk about those films. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, so we watched uh, the body modification horror movie known as American Mary. And let me tell you, it was great. Great. Yeah. Please see it. Like, I mean, uh, if you're not a gore fan, it's okay. Just like close your, watch through the squints of your fingers and put them over your face. It's fine. Yeah. Watch this movie. It's so good. Like everything is great about it. There's parts that like could be better, but I loved it. Like I thought it was a great movie. I can't believe I'd never heard of it before. I was mad that I hadn't heard of it before. It's very good. Yeah. So this is, um, so American Mary is from 2012 and so it was a part of Fright Fest, which is awesome. And we're totally about because of who we are. Let us go. (laughs) So, uh, American Mary is following a young woman. So with the allure of easy money, Mary Manson, Mason, a medical student. Very different. Mason. (laughs) Mary Mason, a medical student, jumps into the world of underground surgeries, which ends up leaving more marks on her than her so-called freakish clients. So, (laughs) yeah. She is a med student who Uh is struggling financially, which totally can relate. School's yeah, no, life tough when you didn't trying to get your money. dreams and you don't have a lot of money for it. And you see all these unappreciative little jerk faces and then, yeah, cut them up. Just kidding. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, so she runs into some issues right at the beginning. We're made aware that she is having financial problems. She's missing yeah. her deadline. Her phone is shut off and she, you know, gets her way to get it back on. She has a her nana's like her only family members checking in on her and being concerned. And she's like from out. She seems like an immigrant from outside of the country. She mentions at some point it just suggests that like she doesn't have a lot of family and that like she is kind of on her own doing stuff. Yeah. And so she immediately thinks of ways to 
uh, alleviate the pressure of this financial crisis and mm-hmm. decides to pursue uh, stripping yeah. because she's got a hot bod. Why not use it for financial gain? Yeah, it's hers. It's her temple. She can use it for how she wants she to wants. use it. And it's empowering because she chose mm-hmm. to get her through medical school. So she decides to become a stripper. She goes to do an audition. Mm-hmm. And while she's there, she gave him her resume, which clearly states that she's more equipped to be a doctor. Yeah. And there's an emergency. There's someone who needs surgery. And it's got to be secret because they're in a crime syndicate because it's a strip club. So she fixes this guy. She gets like $2,500. And then... was 5000 Am I wrong? Maybe aside. I feel like if I had to perform impromptu surgery, I'm not doing that for anything less yeah, than $5,000. Yeah, it's probably 5000 my bad. <laughs> how so dare you? <laughs> she does that. And then um, how she gets kind of lumped in with this is that she encounters uh, a woman who has had a lot of surgery in order to look like Betty Boop. She mm-hmm. talks a lot like Marilyn Monroe. She's supposed to be this like dainty woman. And she's got like, she's exactly supposed to look like Betty Boop. And so she, this stripper finds her information due to her resume mm-hmm. and requests that she does surgery on her friend wh- who has found that no other surgeons will do this for her. So there's probably a good reason, but yeah. she needs $10,000 and that's what they're offering. So why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was ten thousand for the surgery and two thousand just to show up. Just to show up, yeah. So yeah, of course. Uh, and what I found and what I enjoyed was this idea. Like I totally would have watched more of just Mary being a body mod person, like mm-hmm. underground, and in the different people that she would come up against. Like I think it would be really cool to see the people that she encounters. Yeah. And there was like a quick montage of it because she mm-hmm. becomes kind of important because she did such great work. Um, and so for this woman who wanted to be a, a real doll, so they took off her nipples and sewed up her vagina so she wouldn't have any sex parts. And yeah. <laughs> so I will say I understand now how I guess why men react so intensely to that package movie, which I mean, I reacted intensely as well, but it was different because it was a penis. Seeing the bits of Lady Time oh, God. just f- fall on the floor. Oh, yeah, I boy. I understand now. The nips. It was so stressful. Don't go for the nips. Literally, because I was just like, oh my God, my own body. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. But yeah. And she like basically... Did the surgery and like no one else would. Yeah. And like made, and she did it well. And she was like really happy with it and like felt beautiful and felt with powerful. the results. Like yeah. she, Mary felt powerful in that she had this ability to give this person what they desired. Yeah. Um, which made them feel whole. Right. Mm-hmm. And it clearly was something to better herself. It wasn't for anyone else. It was for her own desires. And so what? If she doesn't want to be sexual. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all right. But um, tragedy strikes because Mary's a, she's studying to be a surgeon and the other surgeons are male and they invite her to a very sketchy party that they didn't want any of the other student surgeons to hear there about. So and she did not ask. so many that were so stressful. <sighs> she didn't ask. And then she wore this lovely dress that the live doll lady gave her, which is beautiful, and showed that she would have money. So she wore it for status. Mm-hmm. Um, but this party was super sketchy from the get-go. 
like, oh, yeah. so uncomfortable. And it, it definitely was made that way. And as anyone else, you know, like not to drink and that if people are encouraging you to drink as much as they were in this creepy way and saying things and calling themselves cutters, which is like inaccurate because they were just regular surgeons. Yeah, there were just so many like. I guess it was it was playing upon that thing I guess paranormal activity does with like found footage where like you're seeing stuff that she's not. Yeah. That is just like subtle and in the background and you're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Leave, leave. And you're sitting there like, oh, my goodness, we just saw this half naked girl get taken into a room in the back and you're wondering what the heck's going on there. Yeah. Before she even takes a sip of a drink. That's like the first thing you see. And like you and me both, you were like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And then there's no other women at this party. It's just creepy men. Mm. So obviously the next step is that she does get raped and it is filmed and the guy is awful and it's drawn out. It's, it's pretty drawn out. Um, and just like uncomfortable and it really serves well to, um, kind of give that motivation for her next steps. Cause you really feel it. You're, you know, succumb to her own trauma. So, what I was impressed with, and, and you as well, I, believe, I think you said it, was how quickly she decides to enact revenge. It's like instant. Like she comes yeah. home from her pseudo walk of shame. It's more like a walk of like tragic. Yeah, horror. her response is not like, I'm going to go cry or anything. Not that there's it, like how you handle your trauma. You do it like. Yeah. But like she is ready to fight like. Almost instantly. Like she comes home and you see her like kind of shakily walk to the table, but then she like flips it. She flips the table and then like finds the guy who finds people and like. Yeah, in the strip club. In the strip club. The guy who owes her because she fixed up her, his man, Mm -hmm. like his shady man who needed a surgery and then gets this professor, surgeon professor man. Yeah. And she decides to change she's dropped out of med school and she's going to take up this being an underground surgeon for body modification and she that needs some practice because so she's that been practicing was so good. you know she uh in the whole film practices with um uh turkeys mm-hmm. and so uh Catherine isabel is the star of this film and she uh, apparently went to medical school to research her role as Mary. And she also learned to suture a turkey all by herself. Uh, you, if you're watching this, are probably being like, oh, why is she so familiar? Because we felt that way. Uh, it's because she's actually also the star of Ginger Snaps, which we talked about last week. So <laughs> it comes full circle. Um, but she, yeah, so she taught herself um, and so she's like, you know, she's always practicing on turkeys. Now she's going to practice on the real thing. And so she's going to do a lot. She does a tongue splitting. She, um, removes ears. She removes limbs. She does mm-hmm. genital mutilation, all this stuff. And it's mutilation because it's, he does not want it. Um, but then she uses that to create pictures. She takes pictures, uh, so that she can do those surgeries IRL on people who are more willing these things yeah no i mean that scene in of itself is just so great um i don't even remember what song she plays while it's happening but it's like not as like i don't know it reminds me of the american dad where roger the alien um is 
basically preparing to remove someone's kidney or I guess like mutilate this kidnapped person's body while listening to Hip to be a Square. <laughs> yeah. It's like too hip to be a square. Yeah, it's like I really hype him. music to like mm-hmm. destroy someone. Um <clears throat> So it was just like, it reminded me of that. And it could have honestly been the reverse where that scene was inspired by this scene in the movie. Um, That there's just like really like kind of not stressful, regular, happy music (laughs) that I think plays like it multiple times. And she's going in to like mutilate him. And like she does it in like the most. Like she's just such a force. Yeah. I just remember being like so in awe of like. Her strength, which I mean, she's doing something kind of like very much illegal and yeah. torturous to another human, which is not something you should, I guess, but the maybe. But where she's doing all right. Like if she didn't do it, that, like if she, like if she hadn't been raped and she just had, like she realized that it was money that she could get from doing these and then like continued to talk to Betty Boop. Uh, yeah, Beatrice. I think she still would have gone that route, which... Yeah, but then she would have been yeah. doing good work, you know, and she wouldn't yeah. have become murderous in any way. Yeah. Because it just becomes like a snowball effect where she has to like cover up this and cover up that. Um, but and I think this, she just loses her sense of humanity, like yeah. as she's going through, like it's not even through the body modification. It's like mixed with like, I guess, the numbness that comes from cutting people up and doing that kind of stuff. But then also just like, the brutality that was put on her that like she's returning it and then some yeah over a long period of time like she's like you do not mess with me she gets very cold yeah well she goes from the first surgery uh once it's done she goes home immediately like grabs a bat and she just sits on the couch because she doesn't know like how to react and then the second surgery she comes home and she throws up immediately after yeah. that, she's listening to music and she's totally fine. She's doing whatever she wants. She's well, like yeah, she's numb to it. She's it. telling people that their husbands died and stuff. Like, no emotion. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was interesting to just see her transformation even without the element of the rape scene. Yeah. Like, before that, she was already on her way to, like, being, like, a cool, collected, mess you up person. Like, even yeah. in, like a, good, like, a good kind of way. Where, like, you just don't mess with her. She's tough and on it. And I guess the rape scene i guess took whatever was left of her innocence yeah unfortunately what's really interesting with the film is that the song ava maria is played several times hitman song i know that's not what it's from that's like (laughs) not what it is but that's what i think of uh well the beginning when you first hear it it's very rough and it's like a it's just like a very rough kind of version it's kind of off a little yeah the middle one is a little more like maintained and then mm-hmm. the finale one is like a big masterpiece of Ava Maria. So it's it's yeah. essentially like her journey as being this surgeon, um, starting out as a student who doesn't really know what they're doing, to starting to get kind of profit and finding your niche yeah. into becoming like a master surgeon that's rolling in the dough. Um but yeah, this she was is such a force. Ugh. Yeah. So I would say so last week we talked about Jennifer's body and we argued about the feminist film mm-hmm. aspect of it. And even talked about a little bit about Ginger Snaps and how that might be a little more feminist. But even still, it was like how it fell short. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, I would say it's a little closer yeah, to being definitely. more feminist. And that, you know, a lot of it is her choice. But again, we're at this point where it's like we have to do uh, mutilating horrible things in order to get revenge. When she could have been this amazing, powerful force without having had dealt with that yeah Um, but then it would not have been a horror movie yeah absolutely yeah but i'm saying like that's 
I think one of the only negatives um, besides yeah. having the one strip club owner who is constantly fetishizing her and imagining yeah. her as a stripper. She never was. Um, it's like, what is he doing? And it really takes away. Like, it's, I, I mean, visually it's nice. You see her like stripping and then she's covered in blood and that's like, oh, spooky. But do we need it? No. Yeah. I mean, he, we just didn't really need him. And he put her in jeopardy by, like, getting that other guy. Yeah. They weren't even, like, they were, like, kind of thinking it might be her. But, but they as like, soon as they were both, both the professors are indicated in this, they both go missing. Then it's like, okay, there's clearly a connection here. And it has to be these girls. And we found the tapes now. Stupid guy. Dumb, dumb. Uh, she should have ran away with them, though. However, so this is created by uh, the Saska sisters, who are known as the Twisted Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun fact, their parents remortgaged their house in order to raise money to finance this film. It's Which, very nice. I was told the budget was really small. I looked it up. It said it was 2500 That, And that a lot of people worked as volunteers. That's crazy. This is a great film for something like that. Uh, yeah. All the, and that they got away with a lot of gore, considering how small the budget was. Well, all the effects were practical. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. And it was shot in 15 days. Um, that's wild. And like I said, they, she went to medical school and she, like... Started suturing turkeys herself to find out. Um, but the Twisted Sisters or whatever, Saska Sisters, also have a show called Elevator, which I hate only because of them. <laughs> uh, they're in the film as uh, the two Twisted Sisters themselves or whatever mm-hmm. uh, who get horns. And then they also want to switch their left arms with one another, which is really quirky. Uh, but IRL, they're like the goth girls and they have this stupid show called elevator where people get on elevator and each floor is full of spooky stuff. And it's like, do you survive? The worst part was their commentary because they're in there and they're like, Oh, we're going to get them here. And Oh, don't fall into our trap. Like, <laughs> I bet they're going to do. I feel oh, like I saw this the show. It's the worst. Don't watch like, it. Without the commentary. Was it good? Cause I feel like I remember the show. It was like a competition and they got all scared. Yeah. And they had to run all through the rooms and stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. fine. It was just them talking and popping I feel in. like I remember watching that and like, I don't even remember them talking, but I remember well, that, that part nice. of I it. wish I could forget. But <laughs> they did a really good job with this. And although we're not called the Twisted Twins or whatever, we are the ghouls and we're spooky too. Yeah. We're going to make spooky films. We're this trying. is really great and you should definitely watch it. I hate how movie. underrated it is. Yeah. And it's definitely a contender for... A feminist film. And I'm glad we're starting out the year with two interestingly powerful female energies. Yeah, I'm digging Mary the whole monstrous Jennifer. woman thing. I'm yeah. like, she didn't it. even have to be a demon. Yeah, she no, was she was just a regular bitch. person. She was just kicking ass, taking dames and vengeance. I was all about it. I was just like, yeah, I mean, kicking if anything ass, bad happens to me, I'm ready. Asses, Teach me how to suture some turkeys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah, is that feeling? Let's talk about feelings. Okay. And all that spooky stuff. I love spooky stuff. Okay, so if you like it, it's Eye of the Beholder, mm-hmm. which is you. So we yeah. came to the conclusion of. And yeah, don't be like Twilight Zone. You gotta, you gotta do it right. See yeah. yourself as beautiful. Don't go with the pig nose fear of that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone watch that episode. It's great. Season two, episode six, Twilight Zone. Cool. 
Got you. Uh, and if you didn't like it, it's Bloody Mary, which is what she should have been named. I don't know why it's called American Mary. They're Canadian. And there's literally uh, no reason. There's for no. Everyone in there no is time. Canadian. Yeah. Why are they? Why? And that's what her, her name is. Bloody Mary on the Internet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Soska sisters. What's up? What's happening? Maybe I think Let's just fight. probably Bloody Mary was already taken and they didn't want to take away from the fact it wasn't like one of the. You know, Bloody Mary was supernatural. Yeah, it's not like Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she's bloody and her name is Mary, but she's messing people up. Yeah. I don't know why it's called American Mary, though. So <laughs> Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no what sense are you trying all. to say about Americans? <clears throat> Maybe she's saying Canadian Mary. She's Canadian. Yeah, Mary, it's not as good. Yeah, I so, guess I can understand that. So for the topic of body modification. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder if it's done right. Yeah. Like if you're doing it for the right reasons, reasons, you're not trying to be. Body dysmorphia is Bloody Mary. Yeah. Get some help. Don't do it. Um, You're beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you got to fix your mind for your body to be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you're safe, sane, and consensual, body mod. Yeah. And just like in life. Safe, sane, and consensual should be like your motto motto for like just life. Life. Yeah. absolutely then bloody mary would have been like real cool so and then also for (laughs) the film american mary uh, 100 percent aka bloody mary beauty is the night of the beholder 100 fantastic movie i am upset that i didn't know about it sooner i'm upset that it doesn't get enough recognition that like it's just like not something people are just talking about i thought it was a great film in many ways there was only like two flaws and that were like big enough to like talk about yeah it was decent i really feel good. like spoilers but she dies in the end and sad but yeah, I, I didn't really, want her to die i thought it would have been awesome if they panned up and she wasn't there i hope there's an alternate ending and she's just gone and we can because she had so much money it'd be so be dope here. if and she if just she saved herself saved herself that would have been so cool i'm mad also that that didn't happen yeah like she fucking i feel ripped off she sewed herself back together yeah that's power while, like bleeding out is she it was so rude that she died i'm actually very upset about that so good sisters she should have lived come at us she should have lived <laughs> we're the ghouls and we want to fight remake this movie make just Call give us that Mary. ending just make give that us a ending. better ending we'll make it again if your New Year's resolution is to rate and comment on iTunes, that's great. Or to subscribe and Please contribute do. to our Patreon so that we can make cool movies like this. And we'd really appreciate it. Just make sure it. you're safe, sane, and consensual. Grab your friend's face. Kiss it. You know, safe, sane, and consensual. <laughs> We're not keeping this up. It's not going to be our motto for the rest of the I world. I understand. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, Body Mod is in, in a way. Get some piercings. Get some tattoos. Do what you want. Maybe get you know horns what? Do in your what head. You want. Do Maybe what you want. Maybe pierce your penis. I don't know. Don't. Uh, I just don't want to see it. Like yeah. one, I don't want to see your penis probably. Yeah. But also, I don't want to see the surgery in which your penis is pierced. That's fair. I'm gonna be real, and I probably don't want to see that. I've realized. I don't want to see the lady version either. Like a limit, and it's seeing that is gross. To you, yes. Yeah. I, um, I don't want to see any version of it. I just feel like that is for whoever you love. If they're about it and you're about it, cool. Yeah. I want my stuff to be the way it is now. Just kind of leave it alone. No dysmorphia. That's good. Well, also just like remember to write us 
and let us know. If you have any yeah, body modifications at all, totally rate us. Let us know what it's about because we love to hear. Don't or on that don't end, like yeah. send us pictures though. I think it would just be Unless interesting like on your face for like, I know we say that a lot, but like if you feel really passionately about it and you want people to understand that world and culture better than we're able to express because we just aren't deep in it. I think yeah. it would just be interesting. Come, come talk to us. Not yeah. like maybe probably not in person unless we like kind of know you, but if so, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. If you're cool Email enough, us. maybe we'll interview you and you can be on a Patreon episode. Yeah. So, uh, don't get married. They'll eat your kids. And happy new year still. Yeah. Happy first Continue month of the to year. see yourself as beautiful. Because you are beautiful. Okay, I can't keep singing right. that song. They're going to be asking for royalties. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. Okay. Bye. Bye.